It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Upfront program. I'm Roger Bouchard, here every day. And uh, yesterday, uh, I want to thank um, State Representative Bob Phillips, uh, District 51, for stopping in on the program. And uh, we discussed uh, what is going on with the uh, completed session of the Rhode Island General Assembly. It ended um, a couple of Fridays ago at 2.30 in the morning, and uh, we reviewed some of the legislation that uh, took place on the state level. Today, we uh, shift our focus to uh, the federal level, and uh, David Cicilline uh, decided to uh, take a new job with the Rhode Island Foundation, and um, he announced that a while back, and and we've had him on the program a number of times uh, here over the years, and now uh, he's gone, and and all these candidates have come forward, and uh, so we felt uh, a responsibility to uh, to bring them uh, to you, and so we are reaching out uh, to the candidates, and we have uh, one of the candidates online with us. And uh, first of all, we're going to say hello to um, Gabe Amo, and he is running for Congress. Uh, good morning to you, and thanks for joining us uh, here on Northern Rhode Island, uh, Gabe. Good morning, Roger. Thanks so much for having me on, and good morning to all the folks tuning in to uh, Northern Rhode Island Radio. It's a pleasure to be on. All right, and a pleasure to have you here. And a little bit about us uh, so that uh, you know who uh, who you're talking to. This uh, talk show has been in place since um, um, 1983, so we've been here a long time doing talk. And uh, so... Um, as a matter of fact, uh, what's interesting, uh, Gabe, is that the office that uh, that you're running for, um, I've interviewed um, <laughs> all of the people who have had the office, uh, going back to uh, a guy. In, uh, we had a Woonsocket guy that uh, actually did represent the 1st Congressional District way back. His name was Fernand St. Germain, a whole bunch of buildings named after him here in Woonsocket. And then um, we had uh, Ron Makeley, and uh, we had uh, Patrick Kennedy, and, of course, we had David Cicilline. They've all been on the show, and now we have you on the show as a a possible person that uh, could be our congressman. So we've interviewed those folks, and we do this uh, show on a a daily basis. And uh, we reached out to uh, your team, and uh, we were able to uh, schedule you in on the program. So... Uh, for Northern Rhode Islanders, uh, even when, you know, I'm a voter here uh, in Northern Rhode Island, I, I'm affiliated with the Democrat uh, Party. So when I saw your name, but don't feel bad when I saw the other names too, I didn't know much about them. So that's why we're doing this show. If I didn't know them, we got a chance for people to get to know you a little bit better. So you're a Pawtucket guy, right? Uh, maybe we can start there with a little biographical sketch of you. Most certainly, most certainly, uh, your neighbor to uh, the south of the Blackstone Valley, uh, the, the great city of Pawtucket. But where my Rhode Island story begins is uh, uh, a, a story that is, is related to a lot of people uh, in our state. My dad came to Rhode Island uh, from Ghana in the 80s in West Africa. My mom came from Liberia in, in, in West Africa in the 80s. And of all the places they could have met, they met in Providence, Rhode Island. And so uh, I, I've had an opportunity to have uh, a, a great life. It hasn't been easy. Uh, I, you know, I often say I'm a poor kid from Pawtucket. My dad owns uh, a liquor store in Providence. My mom uh, is a nurse in nursing homes. And I've had uh, the opportunity to serve at the heights of government uh, because of my uh, early interest and commitment uh, to a career in public service, starting uh, working for uh, President Obama at the White House, uh, after that, working for Governor Gina Raimondo. And then up until three months ago, I was special assistant and, and deputy assistant, excuse me, deputy director of the White House Office of Intergovernmental Affairs. Say that three times fast. Uh, and that is a role where I served communities across the country on behalf of the president as the liaison uh, to uh, state and local governments. But now uh, I'm in this race because I want to take that experience and serve the people uh, I care most about in the world. That's the 550,000 people of the 1st Congressional District of Rhode Island. So that's why I'm running. 
Gabe, did you have to leave a, a position uh, to uh, to run for office um, uh, to uh, to do this? Yes, sir. Uh, because of the Hatch Act, you're not allowed to be a candidate for partisan political office while holding a, a federal appointment. And so I thought this was so important. Uh, I tendered my resignation uh, to the president of the United States. Uh, but I, I hope that I get to continue uh, a, my career in public service and, and continue to fight for people of the 1st Congressional District uh, in this role, hopefully, as the next congressperson. Now, um, one of the things that uh, that you did was uh, work for uh, uh, Governor Gina Raimondo as Director of Public Engagement and Community Affairs. So. Uh, you, w- what time were you were you doing this? Uh, did you do it uh, during the COVID uh, period when she was really challenged, or before or after? Well, I missed the COVID window, and I, I'm again so thankful uh, for her leadership in that period, for the leadership of those uh, in in elected office and non uh, elected office. But we're all uh, rallying together to get Rhode Island through COVID. But I worked for Governor Raimondo from 2015. In fact, a week or two after she was sworn in uh, to 2019 uh, when I left. In fact, I met uh, then-Governor-elect Raimondo at the White House, and she said, Gabe, it's time to come home and do some work for, for our people. And so I was uh, so uh, thrilled to have the opportunity to serve people uh, in Rhode Island uh, uh, with her leadership. Uh, one of the uh, issues uh, when you were interviewed by Channel uh, 12, um, you said um, Republicans in Congress want to cut Social Security and Medicare. Um, and is that um, one of the uh, issues uh, out there or is is that um, a scare tactic or is that uh, reality and, and you're going to fight it? Uh, no, sir. Uh, the Republican attempts to cut uh, Social Security and Medicare are not a scare tactic. In fact, the Republican Study Committee, an influential group of Republicans, again, after the debt limit deal, went forward and proposed uh, cuts to those programs. Uh, I, Roger, I have no intention of scaring anybody. I know how important those programs are to people uh, in our district. And it is so vitally important that you keep shining light uh, on the issue because you know uh, that it's often the case that it's in the darkness, in the late of of night, when you don't talk about an issue where substantial changes, substantial impact can happen. And I don't want that to happen on on my watch if I'm elected congressman from the 1st Congressional District. So Social Security is uh, one one of the issues you find out there, huh? Social Security, uh, Medicare uh, are are both top issues, but I also hear people talk about uh, gun violence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And gun violence prevention is one of the things that I would focus on uh, uh, very seriously. Uh, As you uh, might know about my previous role, I would pick up the phone uh, after a mass shooting, after a significant incident like that, and call a mayor. And reach out and say, how can the president help? How can the White House help? How can I help you navigate? How can I help a community heal? And so when I look at the issue of gun violence prevention, I think we need to do some common sense actions. Certainly an assault weapons ban, but something like uh, making sure that we have universal background checks. It polls at 85%. It's something we all agree on. So we need uh, to, to take some common sense measures uh, in addition to taking on some of the bigger issues as it relates uh, to, to gun violence prevention. But I'd also uh, look uh, at the issues that we have and around opportunity and creating jobs. You know, the president and this Congress passed some significant pieces of legislation. Rhode Island needs to be in the game. We should be part of the clean energy supply chain in in a uh, much bigger way. And so having a congressperson who knows what's in a lot of that legislation, that infrastructure law, that Inflation Reduction uh, Act, that's a way that Rhode Island can get uh, uh, ahead of the game. And that's uh, what I think I can provide as a congressman from the 1st District. This is uh, the Upfront program and a few things we want to uh, announce. One is that uh, you're welcome to uh, send us an email, as uh, we get many uh, here at upfront at WNRI.com. Send it, and uh, we'll be uh, happy to um, read the email to uh, to Gabe and uh, see how he reacts to it. 
And uh, are you willing to take some calls from uh, listeners uh, on your candidacy um, during this program, or it's up to you? Most certainly. This is mm-hmm. the first time I've ever been on radio, Roger, but I am uh, excited to uh, okay. hear from folks if they're interested. Okay, and um, uh, I'm going to try to do that because um, usually when we have a studio guest here across from me in the studio, this is a telephone interview, uh, it's very easy to put a phone call on the air, but... Uh, here in the studio, when we have a telephone guest, I have to press two buttons at one time, and uh, sometimes we lose the call. Sometimes we lose the uh, the guest. If we do lose you during the interview, you know the number to call back, right, Gabe? You have the number? That's right. I'll be right back on. Okay. Uh, before we take uh, that call, uh, we want to um, – this is a kind of a premature announcement, uh, but um, we're going to give a chance uh, for all the candidates – to uh, come to uh, two and socket, uh, we haven't chosen the date, but we've uh, we stole the concept. Uh, I don't know, Gabe, if you went to the first Universalist Church meet and greet that was held um, about uh, well maybe five weeks ago. Uh, they invited all the first congressional candidates uh, to be there. Some could make it, and and some couldn't. I, I don't know if you you were there, but um, anyway. We're going to have a meet and greet uh, here in Woonsocket, sponsored by the Valley Breeze newspaper and and uh, WNRI. And we're going to invite Gabe and uh, all the other candidates uh, running in the 1st Congressional District to an undisclosed location. We haven't talked to uh, the folks who uh, <laughs> will have the hall. So, um, And the, the reason I'm kind of prematurely announcing this, Gabe, um, is that... Um, uh, I, it's about time you meet some of the people uh, in northern Rhode Island. I know you're, you're from Pawtucket. You've probably been to Woonsocket. Uh, but uh, I hope you'll accept our invitation when we set the date up for a meet and greet here in Woonsocket with all the other candidates. And what we're going to do is have them uh, <clears throat> walk around this uh, building. And, and whoever shows up, they can just say, uh, Hi, I'm Gabe Amo running for Congress. I'd like to meet you. Uh, any questions you have about my candidacy? Hope you, hope you accept our invitation when we do that. Huh? Yeah, well, I, I will make sure uh, once I get that date that I, I mm-hmm. circle it uh, and, and underline it twice. I would love to be up there for that, that form. You know, I've actually uh, been up since I've been in this campaign, uh, had specific events up in, in one socket. Because it's a place that actually uh, I, I care uh, about a lot because I've got personal experience. I uh, One of uh, my mom's dear friends uh, lived up there, and so I was dropped off for babysitting in one socket. Uh, as, as a kid often, uh, but in the past couple weeks when I've been in Woonsocket, I went to uh, the uh, fashion show uh, sponsored by Jerry's uh, Bluffing Salon uh, uh, down on Main Street. And in fact, I started a series called Gabe on the Road, spelled R-H-O-D-E, uh, where I go to different cities and towns across the district and visit with business owners, hear from people directly, uh, have coffee, invite people to join me for those conversations because it is so vitally important, as you say, to get face-to-face. You know, politics and, and running for office is, is a contact sport, one where we don't have uh, a helmet because we got to use our heads. And so I look forward to spending time uh, with, with people in Woonsocket and northern Rhode Island generally uh, over the next few weeks. All right, so I'm going to try to do uh, the impossible here. I'm going to try to press two buttons at one time because we have somebody that uh, is holding that may uh, want to pose a question to you, so bear with me. And if I lose you, call back, all right? <laughs> so, yes, sir. All right, let's press the two buttons together. And see if we got some results here. Well, the person... Are you st- yeah, you're still on. All right, so we'll get we'll get rid of that call, and uh, we still got Gabe there, right? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. Well, somebody did call, and um, um, and I may have, uh, you know, when I uh, pressed that, uh, disconnected them. But I'm going to take another shot at it, and if uh, I can make it happen uh, here uh, in the studio, uh, then uh, we'll uh, we'll take calls. And if I can't make it, well. They're just going to have to, like, maybe, uh, you know, send an email or call our uh, our producer, J.R. Reynolds, uh, at the other end. 
and um, and give them the question. But we'll do it one more. I'll take one more shot because, you know, it's nice to have uh, the person who's trying to ask the question directly involved. So bear with me again, Gabe. All right. Press this down. Oh. Now, apparently I can't do it. I've done it before. Uh, but uh, it ain't um, it ain't gonna happen this morning. So uh, if that caller would like to call in their question, they're welcome to do so. Uh, they know the number because they just called it uh, here at the radio station. We'll get that question uh, to the listener, and of course you can email us up front at wnri.com. Uh, if you're just tuning in, former uh, White House aide uh, Gabe Amo has announced that he is running for uh, Congress in the 1st Congressional District. He'll be on the ballot in, um, in September in the Democrat primary. Hey, how do you, how do you Gabe, how do you, how do you distinguish yourself in this uh, field uh, of candidates? I was asking um, Steve Casey uh, the other morning, one of, your, uh, one of your people that uh, will be on the ballot, too, uh, about that, and with so many names uh, out there. So, you know, without the revealing the game plan, uh, how are you going to do it? Well, I would say it's, it's two parts. Uh, and I think there are lots of fine people in, in this race. I know most of them. I, I, I have friendly relations with most of them. But what I would say is I have experience uh, that is unlike any of them. They have more in common than I do. Uh, I have, in addition uh, to working here in Rhode Island for Governor Raimondo, um, I've worked for not just one but two presidents. Uh, and in a problem-solving position uh, in the Office of Intergovernmental Affairs. I've been there uh, for people throughout this country on bad days and on good days. And I think that unique experience, because we are sending someone to Washington to be a congressperson, but those deep Rhode Island roots, deep Rhode Island roots, give me a perspective that I, I think people across the district will connect to. Because at the end of the day, you want your congressperson to be able to get something done. You want them to, to not only shepherd legislation, but to also provide great constituent services, to provide advocacy when we're uh, putting in uh, requests for federal funding on, on big, uh, big, big projects here in our state. So uh, I would say, uh, respectfully, no one else in the field has the experience that I do and can bring to be effective for people immediately. And then the second part of this, I'd say, is I'm going to be out there as much as possible. I just mentioned the Gabe on the Road series. I am trying to make myself as accessible as possible. When I leave my house at 7 o'clock every morning, I don't come back till 11 at night. And that's because I am spending all of my time. Uh, talking uh, to, to, to voters uh, and building support uh, for, for this campaign. And that energy and enthusiasm, I think, is going to be something that is distinguishing uh, over the next uh, several weeks of this campaign. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question about um, about something that you talked about with, uh, with Channel uh, 12 when uh, they interviewed you about uh, banning abortion nationally. Now, uh, Rhode Island Public Radio has already interviewed a number of the candidates, um, and I'm sure they'll get around to you. Uh, they've talked to um, to Aaron Regenberg and uh, Don Carlson, and they've chatted with uh, Sandra, Kane, uh, Sandra Kano, who uh, is also running, and um, and John Gonsalves, I think. And and the question of abortion came up. Not because the interviewer from Public Radio brought it up, but they brought it up on, on their own. And, and I see in the Channel 12 interview, you did too. So do you perceive uh, the uh, abortion issue as uh, something uh, that first congressional candidates uh, want to make clear to uh, their constituent, possible future constituents? R Roger, on this issue, uh, it's about freedom. Uh, we are a country built on, on, on liberty and freedom. And for me, when I look at reproductive rights, there's no way that me, uh, as a potential lawmaker, hopefully the next congressman in the first congressional district, should be in that room for the most difficult decisions, uh, between, uh, a, a woman and her doctor. And so that's how I look at it. And, and it, it's, it's essential that, that it, we, we couch this conversation in, in those terms 
because it's unfair otherwise uh, for for the, the folks who are going through uh, a, a difficult uh, uh, d- decision, folks who are in a country uh, that should protect those freedoms. I, and I, I think that's that's an uncompromised position for me, and and, and I, I don't intend to budge. All right. Clear enough on that. Um, we uh, we have to take a little bit of a commercial break. We have a few other questions. Uh, but I'm a nice guy uh, uh, interviewing you. So actually, we'll give you the question and play, play some commercials to give you a chance to think about it. Because I'm sure... All right, bring it on. <laughs> okay, because I'm sure you've thought about it. So when uh, Don Carlson uh, was interviewed uh, and the... Uh, Reporter said, so how much money do you need to run this campaign uh, to get the message out to the 1st Congressional District? He said a million bucks. When uh, Steve Casey was here on uh, WNRI uh, last week and we asked him, uh, I I was the person who asked him, how much is it going to cost to get your message to the 1st Congressional District? Uh, He said $500,000. $500,000. When we come back, Gabe will be asking you, uh, what's, uh, what's the magic number to uh, get, um, uh, to get the, um, um, get the, get the first congressional, uh, district uh, voters to know who you are. And the second thing when we come back is the guy that caught, was trying to call in, he, uh, says, um, and uh, I'm going to ask you if you understand the question because I didn't quite, so I'm going to give him another chance at it. But if you understand it, then you can answer it when we get back. Uh, Mark reads uh, here, how do you reconcile raising retirement age? Do you know what he's uh, talking about there? Um, or do you? I think he's, he's intending to talk about uh, Social Security. All right. All right. So uh, if that's what he is uh, talking about, then uh, you can answer that one, too, when we get back. You have a moment to hold on? I do, sir. I'll be here. Okay, thank you. If you're just joining us, uh, we'll be chatting again in a few moments with uh, Gabe Amel running for Congress as WNRI continues to uh, interview the candidates so you can get to know them better. The Honey Shop is fast becoming a household name. A food manufacturer, they make natural health products, honey products, and gourmet foods, such as infused olive oils, balsamic salsas, hot sauces, gluten-free soups, jams, apple cider vinegar products, pasta sauces, teas, sugar, barbecue sauces, natural nut and seed butters, and yes, more. If you love food, you're going to love The Honey Shop. Many of their products are available in-shop for sampling. Their signature product of course, Breathe. It's an all-natural cold and allergy remedy. Made, of course, with honey. It was invented in 2013. In addition to the food and health products, they also host workshops, classes, events, and educational hikes. So if you're looking for a true shopping experience or are looking to add a little spice to your life, stop by for a bite. The Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Woonsocket, the same building that houses CALM Picture Framing Gallery, you'll find The Honey Shop right here in the city of Woonsocket. And don't forget uh, to check the uh, Honey Shop Facebook page for the next class. They uh, they have these uh, little classes on all different types of topics, uh, some cooking and some uh, making other things. And if you would like to attend one of these classes, you just call the Honey Shop and uh, register and you're in and you'll learn something new. For lunch today, Ciro's, I don't, I don't know, I, is it a good day for the patio outside? Ciro says, let's be happy again Wednesday through Sunday with our appetizer and drink specials till 5 p.m. $6 appetizers, including chicken tenders. $6 well drinks, including our tequila margaritas. Oh, that's my favorite. $6 sangria specials and daily draft specials at Ciro's. And then there's our lunch specials served Wednesday through Sunday starting at noontime. Pick a sandwich, pick a soup, and the price is $10.99. Specialty sandwich combos. Pick a sandwich, pick a side, only $12.99. Ciro's, downtown Woonsocket. Let's be happy again at Ciro's of Woonsocket. Patio open for the summer. Is your over-the-range microwave, dishwasher, refrigerator, or dryer acting up? Then it's time to call GNR Appliance Repair in Pasco. We work on all kinds of appliances, and we have reasonable rates. So the next time your appliance says, I give up, call GNR Appliance Repair at 765-2023, and we'll get it working again. You can depend on us for quality service. Appliance problem? Let GNR Appliance Repair fix it for you. 765 2023 
Back to our guest in a moment. Get ready to celebrate the 4th of July with the largest selection of fireworks in the state, and you can buy them right here in Woonsocket. Stop by TCS Fireworks in Airsoft. Over 500 items in stock. Mention WLRI, get 10% off your purchase. Our store is at 272 Main Street, across from Chance, and we're open seven days a week. Let Mike help you bring in the 4th. And remember, mention WNRI and get your 10% discount. Happy 4th of July from TCS Fireworks, 272 Main Street. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, all kinds of ways to access this program. AM 1380 since... uh, 1954, we've been doing it on the AM dial, 99.9 FM on the FM dial for about five years. And also, you can stream a whole bunch of places, but the easiest one is uh, just uh, type in WNRI.com, and uh, you can hear us uh, anywhere around the world, uh, even in uh, Ghana. <laughs> right? Did you say Ghana a little bit earlier? Yeah, well, yeah. look, I, I, will, I will tell you, Roger, when uh, I got into this race, uh, there, there was uh, international news coverage, uh, mm-hmm. but, but there was also plenty of national coverage. Uh, the Washington Post, NBC News, uh, uh, CBS, uh, Political, many others were interested uh, in someone leaving the White House to come and serve. They're, they're people uh, back in Rhode Island that, you know, I've done throughout my career, whether it was for Governor Raimondo or even as a, a, a young uh, volunteer. Now to the money and running the campaign. A million dollars, $500,000, more than a million, less than 500000 What do you think? Roger, I don't think there's one uh, specific number because it all depends on what goals you're trying to, to accomplish and, and how you're trying to get there. But I'll tell you this. Um, I have received a lot of support, of, uh, a lot of, of people contributing uh, as, as low as $10, $25 uh, to, to add in more zeros onto that. And, and what I'll tell you is I'm grateful. I am grateful for, for first and foremost because uh, the, these investments uh, suggest that people believe in me. And I think I will be uh, a, a pretty good fundraiser, as you might know, uh, on June 30th, uh, just a couple days from now, that is the deadline uh, for uh, the reporting period. So you're going to have a lot to talk about next week uh, when, when people have uh, that, that, uh, those numbers out there and those reports uh, uploaded. But, uh, you know, I'm doing this uh, with, with the support of friends and neighbors, and it's not that I'm a wealthy man. I've spent my whole career uh, in public service. And so I uh, am, am so grateful for the people who have, who have contributed to us. But we are strong uh, as a campaign, and we will most certainly have everything we need to get to every voter uh, that, that will be participating uh, this September. And then there's Mark's uh, question. Uh, how do you reconcile raising retirement age? Well, I, I don't think we should reta- uh, raise the retirement age uh to prolong the life of Social Security. There are other ways that we can do that. And in fact, one of the reasons that people talk about raising uh, the retirement age erroneously is that life expectancy uh, has been getting longer for a while. But you see, just a couple years ago, we started to see that head in the other direction uh, because of COVID, but also because of the lack of investment in our public health infrastructure so that everybody no matter how much money uh, you, you, you made throughout your life, uh, is, is healthy and able to thrive uh, in, in, in their older uh, years. So I don't want to touch that. I think there are uh, ways to do uh, what we need to prolong the life of Social Security and Medicare. And so when I get to Congress, uh, that is something I'm going to fight uh, tooth and nail uh, against. We are not uh, ready to do that. Jay Bono, our guest here on the Upfront program, Gabe, I'm looking at uh, the um, special election calendar that was uh, sent to us by the Secretary of State. And uh, it says uh, from uh, June 29th to June 30th, uh, candidate declaration period. They have two days. And then no later than July 6th, nomination paper signing uh, for the signatures. And then the deadline, July 14th, for candidates to submit nomination papers. 
to the local board of canvassers. So there's, um, there's what everybody's got to follow. And talking to some of my colleagues in this business, um, getting those signatures and, um, and going through all this, we may see the field uh, reduced uh, from um, what it is now. I, I, I think I'm counting 15 uh, uh, to um, maybe uh, maybe a, a dozen or so. Do you see the field narrowing? Uh, or even though these people have uh, said that they're they're going to take a shot at uh, CD one. Roger, I do see the field narrowing uh, a bit, but you know, as my dad told me when I was young, you got to run your own place. You got to focus on what you're doing. And so I am going to get those signatures and then some. Uh, I am going to. Uh, as I said, the fundraising deadline uh, is this uh, Friday. I'm going to sprint through the, the finish line with the help of, of friends and, and, and neighbors. Uh, and, and so with all of those deadlines, I think, you know, folks have to look at the commitment you'll need to make personally. I made a big commitment. I left working for the president of the United States because this and this service and, and the people in the first congressional district are, are the most important people to me in the world. And and so when I look at what goes into this, I know it requires some sacrifice and it's going to require some sweat. We're going to be knocking on doors. Uh, we'll be on the phones. We'll be in your text messages. Uh, and we will do everything we can to get our word out. And so I'll leave the, uh, the punditry to... To, the, to others, but I, my campaign is ready to go, and we're running through uh, uh, the tape on September 5th. All right, so we're going to see you on the ballot for sure, huh? Uh, I hope uh, you see me on the ballot, and you also connect those arrows and and, 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 and vote for me this uh, September. All right, and well, yeah, importantly, this is a good PSA. Early voting starts on August 16th, so you can go to city or town hall and vote in person, or you can start mailing uh, ballots that early. And all that is important because September 5th is the day after Labor Day, and sometimes people forget things after the holidays. So please, if you have the capacity, get it in early, uh, and, and, and we'll get the democratic process rolling. But, Roger, I just want to thank you for having me on. This has been phenomenal, and hopefully I get to see you in studio soon. All right, we have another question for you, though. So. I thought you were sending me off. No, I was not sending you <laughs> off. <laughs> no, no, I got a couple of more issues here. Good, All right, let's, good, let's go for it. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, right, this, uh, this person signs her name. She says uh, her name is Sandra LaFrance. She's uh, here in uh, Woonsocket, and she's a registered voter. Anyway, to be honest, I'm a senior, and I'm tired of listening to Social Security threats. Also, Rhode Island has some of the strictest gun laws in America already. My question today, I know you are pro-choice, but do you approve of late-term abortions? I don't have much trust in Democrats today, but she finishes, good luck to you. Any comment on any of Sandra's comments to you? Well, there's a lot there. Uh, I would say, I, like I said previously, on Social Security and Medicare, uh, these are not st scare tactics. Uh, I uh, encourage uh, your viewers uh, to look at what the Republican Study Committee has put forward uh, over and over again to cut Social Security and Medicare. I am not making this up. Uh, I, I am an avid consumer of a lot that comes out of Washington, and uh, it is uh, unfortunate that that is what congressional Republicans are focused on. Um, there are proposals in the, in the uh, Senate. Um, that that uh, put this forward. And in fact, I'm just pulling it up right now. Uh, as recently as uh, June 15th, the Conservative Republican Study Committee released their own budget proposal threatening to cross numerous red lines uh, on programs like Social Security and Medicare that were taken off the table uh, when we did this debt deal. So I'm not making it up. I don't need to. You look at my bio and background. I am not someone who has gotten far from, from telling uh, uh, falsehoods. Um, you know, when I look at the issue of gun violence, I think that it is, it is different depending on your perspective. I get it. Rhode Island does have strict gun laws, but talk to the families who are harmed uh, by uh, a failure for ro robust uh, uh, background checks. Someone uh, could deal with a, a situation with guns and it needn't be a mass shooting. Look at the most common use of a gun to inflict harm, and that is suicide. 
That is suicide. So if I can't do something as a lawmaker, when a family or a mayor or a community says it is time to act, then I should not be uh, in Congress. Uh, and it is, it is essential that we have people there that are focused uh, on uh, uh, achieving the key goals that, that I put forward. Uh, in fact, I had a, a virtual press conference with the mayor of Highland Park, Illinois, uh, that uh, outlined some of the, the key things that I wanted to do because I worked with her after their shooting uh, several uh, uh, last year on July 4th. Those are things like an assault weapons ban. That's something like universal background checks. That's making sure that uh, the red flag laws that we in Rhode Island are lucky to have extend to other states, and that's a federal provision. So there is work that we can do, uh, including making sure that we stem uh, uh, the, the flow of, of guns uh, that, are, that come up because of gun show loopholes from southern states. So while our laws are, are safe, the, gu the guns can cross uh, state lines. And then the, on, on the, the issue of choice, I will put it simply. Um, I do not believe a lawmaker's place is in the room for those types of decisions. I believe that, that th this is a fundamental freedom, uh, and I don't want to put conditions on my support for, for, for that. Uh, for reproductive rights. Um, in describing your uh, job at the White House, uh, it said here uh, that um, you worked uh, as a liaison for mayors and local elected officials. So uh, was your job uh, in the White House to call uh, governors or, or city, uh, city people when uh, maybe they had a big tornado there or maybe a, a shooting or something. Was that the type of job uh, you had? Maybe you can describe it. So, yeah, so I, 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 the way I put it, I usually put it as good days and, and, and bad days. And I was there for communities uh, in, in those circumstances. So when I look at uh, the bad days, you know, your massive uh, winter storms. Remember, Buffalo had that big storm a few years ago. We, we uh, uh, tagged in to help out. Uh, you look at the Surfside building collapse, hurricanes, uh, shootings, uh, things like monkeypox. Uh, you know, we had a role in coordinating, and they, the office still has a role. I don't have that role anymore, in coordinating uh, the responses uh, alongside our colleagues in in, in government, uh, from uh, from FEMA to the Department of Homeland Security to the National Security Council to uh, to the Policy Council, so many uh, uh, units that are involved in uh, at the end of the day solving problems for the American people. And then on on the good days, you know the American Rescue Plan that gave every city uh, and, and town and state. $350 billion cumulatively to deal with the COVID-19 uh, 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 pandemic, rather, and all of the resulting economic challenges that, that communities face. You got some in one socket. Uh, we got was, uh, billions of dollars at the state level that helped small businesses, that helped invest in housing, uh, that is uh, really helping to, to get us back from where we were to, like, the infrastructure law. Things like the infrastructure law, uh, bipartisan infrastructure law, where it didn't matter whether you're a red state or a blue state or a red mayor or a blue mayor. I worked to build advocacy and help help implement uh, that uh, critical legislation to help us grow broadband, uh, invest in electric vehicles, uh, invest in roads and bridges, uh, and, and ensure that we have clean water and so much more. Uh, and similar with the Inflation Reduction Act. So that's what I did in that office. Uh, I helped bring the local voice uh, to, to the table and ensuring that we were being of service to communities across the country. That was uh, one of the questions you kind of hit on it uh, that uh, we're going to talk about because some of the other candidates uh, who uh, I have listened to uh, have already talked about um, what we'd call renewable energy, um, wind energy, uh, electric vehicles, uh, the environment, they're all tied together. You know, a lot of people here, um, you know, uh, are not crazy about uh, electric uh, 
electric vehicles. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, uh, they, um, they're very expensive. But on the other hand, there are a whole bunch of people that, that have bought them. And so where, uh, where does um, energy policy uh, come into mind uh, when uh, you run for this race? Because it's important because we've got here in Rhode Island, uh, if you're elected to the 1st Congressional District, uh, we've got mandates already set by state government where we have to have environmental, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, environmental targets to hit um, in not too uh, distant future. Yes, and, w- and those uh, are, are married. Those targets that we have in Rhode Island for 2030 are connected to the, the priorities that, the, that are set at the federal level. And our goal is when we are able to, to combine the, the state uh, and federal goals for emissions reductions, that we will be able to impact the uh, the warming of the planet that we've seen, uh, which has contributed to the extreme weather uh, that we face. We, you know, a lot of the forecasters have predicted an intense uh, intense hurricane season. Uh, we see uh, more irregularity uh, with with our patterns uh, of weather, and so. It is important that we do that, and it's also important for the the, uh, the clean air and clean water uh, that we all deserve uh, in our communities. And so uh, I think when we go specifically to the issue of, of energy, and we know Rhode Islanders experience uh, and have experienced high energy costs, uh, we in this Inflation Reduction Act had the opportunity uh, to do everything uh, like get tax credits uh, for heat pumps to uh, uh, to expanding solar on on homes uh, and commercial and so this is all really important because it it is not only good for us uh, for the the health of our our planet but it's also good for us because it'll reduce costs for us uh, in long term and and when I think about issues that are really important to people and they come up often uh, energy comes up uh, almost all the time, and, and it, it making sure that uh, folks can thrive in this economy is a key priority of mine. And uh, so we'll uh, kind of, uh, two, two more things, uh, we'll let you kind of summarize uh, your campaign um, and uh, do that. Uh, also, question for Gabe here, I've got to bring it up on the e- email screen. A lot of interest in your uh, candidacy here, if uh, you like that. So uh, here are the questions. How do you feel, Gabe, about the uh, border crisis? I see a majority of young men being admitted uh, without much scrutiny coming in and being given our resources while our veterans and citizens go without and have to fight and plead for their benefits. Uh, Do you think that there should be limits on benefits awarded to people elected to Congress? That is, benefits up for... uh, uh, three terms and then salary only. I think I read that right. And the final question is, um, I'll, I'll reread it while you answer the first question on border crisis. And do you think five to ten-year-olds should be taught and should have their uh, and have sex and pleasure themselves? And this is the issue um, that uh, you know has um, really been um, uh, a big issue. In local uh, school districts, I don't know if you consider this a federal uh, question, but uh, you're going to get a shot at it. Let's go to the border crisis question. So I'm going to run through all those articles that I know we're getting the time. So first, uh, I, I, I would say the the situation at the border is emblematic of a, a broader uh, uh, crisis um, that uh, is caused by inaction. Uh, at the federal level, specifically with congressional Republicans. We need a comprehensive solution. So solving for uh, the, the challenges uh, at, at the border is not just solving for them, but is solving for the comprehensive immigration reform that, that we need. There are, are root causes in a lot of, of, of the countries where people are coming, and they're not just coming uh, from Central America. They're coming from uh, people are coming from uh, from African countries. People are coming from other places. People overstay visas. They, our immigration issue is not a one-size-fits-all. I know that sometimes uh, on TV news uh, it's easy to categorize it a- as one thing, but we need comprehensive immigration reform, and it is something that I would uh, work vigorously uh, uh, to, to, to push forward. 
Uh, on the issue of 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 term limits, and I think that's really where that question was going. Um, I do believe in term limits. I, I don't know a specific number. Uh, I think it, it requires a robust conversation. I, I know that there are proposals for you know three terms in the House, two terms in the Senate, uh, something like that. I, I, I think we just have to make a, a strategic analysis, but it is important to have uh, new people in office. I am would be a new person in office. I am uh, someone who has never held office before, but has served at the, the heights of government, and, and and it's important to have that type of experience uh, in office. But you only get that um, if there's a, a path forward uh, on on letting new voices in uh, to sit at the table. And so I uh, certainly uh, uh, agree with the, the the concept. I just need to drill down, and I think it would be a re- robust conversation with people. Uh, is certainly other people in Congress, but it's something that we should talk about in this country because I, I do think our representation uh, is is one of the fundamental tenets of, of our democracy, and we should all be bought in uh, on what we do. And then on, on, on this last question, I, I think there's far too much fear-mongering and half-truth around uh, what uh, uh, is is claimed to, to happen in in, in our, our schools and in our classrooms. We need to, uh, one, uh, focus on the, the core uh, tenets of, of our education system, uh, and, and that is, is giving kids opportunity. And so I, I don't think uh, I, I you know, want to go down the road of, 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 of where that question was, was, was coming because I don't really think uh, that uh, is reflective of where um, where people want us to focus in educating our kids. Time to summarize. I'm uh, Gabe Amel. I want to be your congressman. Go ahead. Well, Roger, once again, it's been a pleasure uh, to be on with you for, for a good chunk of time, and I hope people get to hear uh, my Rhode Island story and my Rhode Island values. Uh, I'm the son of, of two immigrants from West Africa who has had uh, a, an opportunity to build on the foundation that my parents' hard work uh, put forward for me to serve uh, people in our communities in Rhode Island uh, via uh, the, the opportunity I had for Governor uh, Gina Raimondo and also at the heights of, uh, of government for President Obama and President Biden both times at the White House. And I think Rhode Islanders deserve uh, and should expect that they will get experienced and effective leadership uh, from day one to take on the big fights that we have or the, the, the real freedoms that I, that I outlined with everything from uh, freedom to thrive in this economy, the freedom from, from gun violence to make sure that we don't live in, in, in fear, uh, freedom to, to address uh, some of the big challenges uh, uh, like uh, climate change uh, and a reproductive freedom. And so uh, I think it is so critically important uh, that uh, Rhode Islanders have a choice uh, for uh, experienced leadership, and I'm hoping that I will earn their support, uh, your support, over the coming weeks. And I can't wait to see you in person, certainly at, at the, the forum ahead uh, and, and uh, uh, online. Go to visit my website, www.gabeamo.com, to sign up uh, for, for our list and see uh, a little bit more what I'm about. But thank you again, Roger. And I hope everybody has a wonderful 4th of July holiday. Thank you, Gabe. And uh, thanks for giving us uh, your uh, position on a number of topics. And I think we know you a little bit better because of this interview. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Take care. This is the Upfront Program. Time for a few messages, including our uh, certified public accountant friends. At the CPA firm of Kayer Caution, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Kosher, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and Woonsocket at 766-8100. Well, here's a question for you. 
from Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-384-95 for a free no-obligation in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. If you love lobster, your hometown place for seafood this summer is Black Bar and Grill. Full lobster menu till further notice at Black. Example, quarter pound lobster rolls, $17.99. Lobster roll with New England chowder combination, $21.99. Lobster salad, $19.99. Lobster martini, $28.99. Fried colossal sea scallop plate with two sides, $19.99. And our specialty, seafood Newburgh trio. With lobster, shrimp, and colossal sea scallops with two sides, absolutely delicious, $29.99. And we continue our popular Thursday night prime rib special with hand mashed potatoes. Potatoes and sautéed green beans or your two favorite sides, just $19.99. The name of the restaurant is Black, an upscale bar and grill on Menden Road in Woonsocket. You should know about it. Open daily except Tuesday. And Mike would like you to know about their current special. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted on this one. It's called the Southwest uh, Seafood Pasta Special. And uh, what it is is uh, you get your choice of... Uh, a grilled mahi-mahi, swordfish, or shrimp, Cajun rub. And then you get fresh grilled vegetables. And the uh, house uh, chipotle oleo um, uh, over, over penne for $19. Uh, you like uh, chipotle? Hmm? I do. And, um, and $19. Now, if you want the three-way combination, you can have them all. The mahi-mahi, the swordfish, and the shrimp. And uh, a little bit of each for $27, along with the grilled vegetables and the uh, aioli um, over, the, over the penne. It's a great deal, and you'll enjoy eating it at Black's, open today at 4. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. 9 o'clock.